Hello and welcome to the Own Your Role podcast. I'm your host, Dean Watt, and I'm your guide to exceptional leadership and dynamic culture in your business. Join me each week as we explore practical tips through fun and fascinating interviews with successful business owners who've mastered the art of leadership. Over the last 20 years as a keynote speaker, author, and high-performing team transformation specialist, I've been fascinated by what it takes to create a great culture and dedicated team members in a business. When leaders truly own their roles and empower their team members to do the same, a great culture is always the result. So whether you're on your couch or in your car, on a treadmill or hiking up a hill, get ready to be inspired and entertained as you learn exactly how to own your role. On this episode of Own Your Role, we're going to learn from, uh, man, somebody who's traveled the entire world, someone who has served in our military, and someone who has found financial freedom through real estate and helping other entrepreneurs understand how to do that for themselves. I'm super excited about this. Before we get into the show, I want to, again, just thank everybody for supporting the show and sharing it with your friends, your colleagues liking it and subscribing it, making sure that you get notification when we have a new episode that comes out just about every week. For those of you that are holdovers from our previous podcast, the Propener Podcast, I want to thank you again for coming over to own your role with us. We really appreciate it and love hearing the messages from you about what you've enjoyed with the interviews we've had so far. Boy, we've had some powerhouses, so I'm super excited again to share with you Maurice. Maurice Villagine, who has going to help us really understand the mindset around what it takes to be successful. And I love in his bio, he said something about, you know, just do it. Just get it done. Like (laughs) movement, momentum, get it done. So I'm excited about that. Well, welcome Maurice to the show. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Wow. So like I said, when I was reading through your bio, first of all, thank you for your service. Military is something that, you know, I have my family, my son, my dad. I was that guy who was like, I don't want to go anywhere where somebody's going to yell at me all the time for the first six weeks. That doesn't sound. So I was a, I was a performer. I was a dancer. Uh, so <laughs> gotcha. I just super appreciate and honor that uh, you did that in your lifestyle. And I love the travel part of it. We're going to talk in, about that as well, too, because I'm a big travel fan. Matter of fact, my wife and I are preparing for a month long trip in New Zealand and Australia in just a few days. So fantastic. Excited about that. Yeah. But before we get to all of that, What we do in this show is we always want to start off with the thing that I believe connects all of us, which is our story. We all have one. We all have them wherever it came from, wherever, whatever it is and however it came to be, we've got one. So can you please tell tell us your story? How did you get to do what you are doing now? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. So I like to, when I tell my story, I like to tell people where I am now Mm. first. Nice. So I am 40, I'll be 48 next week. And I'm I'm a happy 48. Like I'm yeah. loving life. I yeah. really am. I am out of the traditional work world. I worked. Uh, so I was born in New York, raised in Boston. I I primarily live in the D.C. area by way of University of Virginia. Mm. My family is a Haitian immigrant family, hence the French last name. So I'm a native French speaker. But as I said, I'm out of the traditional work world. In that, I worked 25 years at Accenture, which is a global management consulting firm. Yeah. I retired from them in October 2021. I was a street cop for the Montgomery County Police Department in Maryland. I started that when I was 33 at the same time that I was doing Accenture as a means to give back to local community. I retired from them in September of 2021. So it was a lot of change in that two month period. And then uh, as you noted, I was in the US military in the Air Force, part of the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. Think FBI, but inside the Air Force. So I was a credentialed federal agent for 22 years. I retired from them in October of 2019. 
But all along the way, Dino, all along the way, I was always a real estate investor, always. Oh, really? Yeah. And I shouldn't say real estate investor. What I was was somebody who was very interested in personal freedom, very interested in being able to do what I want, when I want, how I want, where I want. Because at 21, when I graduated, this whole notion of what people were telling me that success is, like climbing the ladder and all that, that didn't resonate with me Mm -hmm. at all. So I went down this path of financial freedom through real estate earn my financial freedom, which we can talk about. And the, the, the culmination of all that I want to tell you is like, I do have this notion in my life of trying life on, uh, which is my kind of tagline. Yeah, I, I tried out for the NFL. I became a street cop at 33. I've acted in movies and TV. I failed opening coffee shops. I did okay owning clubs and restaurants. I'm developing on a Mediterranean island now, developing real estate in a Mediterranean island. I've traveled to 98 countries, maybe 400 times now. I have, I have no idea. And no, I'm not trying to be everywhere, do everything, all that. What I'm trying to do is like fill my life book. Money's not a driver, brother. Freedom is a driver. Experiences and friendship, friendships are a driver. I want memory dividends as I go through my life. So I've just kind of oriented my life over the years to live extremely well, just do shit and course correct along the way. I, I, yeah, I've made my money, but I've made my money out of a consequence or output of doing other things. And I'm happy with that. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm living and I'm a dad of two kids too, but I'm, I'm living my way for sure. Wow. So much to unpack there, man. That's awesome. First of all, um, yeah, family of cops too. So my dad was a cop. I'm, I'm the black sheep. Everybody in my family's military or um, law enforcement in some way, except for me. So yes. I appreciate that. And I know what yeah. you go through with that being a cop. That's crazy. Yeah. I do wonder why this is the way Dino's brain thinks. This will give you an insight into this is why with all the NCIS and CSIs, they don't have a TV show about the special forces in the Navy. I mean, come on. Oh, you know, the funny thing, you know, that that TV show NCIS, when the producers of that TV show started, they actually went to the Air Force first. Oh, really? Yeah. OSI, which is my organization, Office of Special Investigations, turned it down. They didn't want that. Like spotlight on them? They didn't want the spotlight. They didn't want the spotlight. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird story, but in reality, I prefer it that nobody knows about us. Yeah. I had never heard about it before. It makes sense, right? But yeah. 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 I mean, uh, every military organization has its own kind of FBI or whatever. But by the nature of what we do, we're fully credentialed federal agents. We can lock up the world and get some. Wow. That's amazing. So I love the phrase you said, or the the word you said, money, di- or uh, we want memory dividends. Yeah. As that's what you're creating. I think that is, that's a trademark right there, man, for people to talk about, all right, what's your memory dividend as opposed to, yeah, your yeah. finance. Because that's, me- since that for me, that's, that's where I look back at my life and I see all of the, the memories are where I am wealthy beyond measure. Brother. Yeah. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I stole that, stole. I've adopted that phrase from a guy by the name of Bill Perkins and his book called Die With Zero. Oh, yeah. Bill articulated in that book what I have been doing for a long time, but didn't know how to state. Because when I traveled for the first time when I was 15 years old, my dad took my inner city kid knucklehead self, sends me to France for 30 days to live with an exchange student who had lived with me the previous year. His dad drove us around the country for 30 days in an old Range Rover. The experiences, the friendships, the food, the wine, the, like, I, like it just fundamentally changed who I was as a person at 15. Yeah. Yep. 
I started having all, so when I found financial, when I found um, personal finance for dummies, when I was 21, the book, mm -hmm. and I found the concept of passive income, which is being able to generate income without physically having to be somewhere in my mind. Right. Right. Like, Dude, if I can create passive income, then I can create time. And if I can create time, I can go back to that time when I was 15 years old and go do more of that. Yep. Hence my push over the years to generate my own financial and time freedom, but also build memories along the way. Like I've been traveling for years, even when I was broke, I was like, no, no, no. I want to go have more, more experiences like that. Well, that's the great thing about travel, right? You actually don't need a ton of money to no. travel, right? Because you can go yeah. and, and people always think just travel has to be at some exotic or cool location. But just here in the United States, this is one of the things that I loved when I was going through your, your bio and, and your one sheet was, mm -hmm. so my wife and I have prioritized experience over things with our Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. And when they were a younger at 2012, we did a year long road trip around the country in an RV and pulled the kids out of school. And that started this desire with my kids to want to go travel the country. My daughter was a exchange student in Brazil. My other daughter lived in a Dominican Republic for two years. Like this desire, and I fully believe, and that's why I liked it when I saw that part in your bio is that I believe that that more than anything will educate people for yeah. possibilities in their life. No matter what your background, where you come from, that if you can have that, you're going to really understand the world in a different way because you're you're global now and you're thinking bigger than just your little neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I think it's sad, like 95% of Americans don't have a passport. Uh, yeah. My, my, my two kids, uh, my I don't know how many countries Jalen has been to, my oldest, but my youngest at age 10 is is headed to his 13th country in two wow. weeks. Wow, wow. And look, I don't want, he doesn't, I don't, just because I've been in 98 countries, I'm not trying to see every single country. That's not what's happening. What, what I tend to go back to the same places over and over and over and hmm. over again, because I like building relationships with people. But man, the world has so much to offer and what travel has done and then being a street cop and then being in the military and all, like I just have empathy for everybody. Yeah. That's I've seen blue collar, white collar, no collar. I've seen people who make 30 bucks a month and are happier than us over here making 30 million. Yeah, fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah we, it is. We were, we went and did some stuff down in Kenya for a while. And man, just the people like I was happier too when I didn't have anything, when I was just with them. And I was, I'm like, and you couldn't go. And that was the thing. I found you couldn't go get the thing. Like here, it's like, oh, I want to go get, you know, something from the convenience store. I want to go to local, you know, 7-Eleven or whatever. You, you don't do that there. Like you no. just be happy with what you have. You figure it out and you focus right. on those rich relationships that you have. That's right. That's right. It's you, been a blessing. It's been a blessing. But I think all experience is a blessing. So I don't want people to think, oh, all he does is travel. No, no, no. No. What, what I do is pursue experiences in many yeah. different domains, whether it's business or travel or family or whatever. Well, when, for me, when I read the the line of, you know, try life on, that's what I look at is going all the experiences. There's so much to life. Life isn't just about travel. Obviously it's yeah. about relationships, connections, and th those memory dividends, as you say, yeah. um, I want to, I want to pivot to your real estate stuff because really coming into that and understanding that at a young age, yeah. I love that you had that connection to 15. Yeah. Do you remember your very first property. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the first property I ever bought, I was twenty. 
24, 23, 24. It was a place to live in. It was in 2002, so I might have been 25. But it was a place to live in, in mm. Alexandria, Virginia. So I buy this condo, I think for like 130, if I can remember right. And it was at the beginning of the 2000 boom cycle for real estate. So timing happened, a little bit sure. of luck happened. Three months later, the one next door, same floor plan, sold for 30 grand more. And I was like, mm. what is that? So I called my father and my father explained equity to me. And I was like, what? So me being the inquisitive dude I was back in the day, I'm still this way. I run to the library. There's no Google. There's Yahoo. Just yeah, started. right. <laughs> I went to the library at Fairfax County, Virginia Library, aisle six, which is the business aisle. And I started reading on real estate and equity. Holy shit. I just made someone's salary. So then by the end of the year, back then you could get mortgages so easy. It was ridiculous. Sure. By yeah. the end of the year, I bought 10 more. I was like, wait, I'm on to something. Remember, my why was I want that freedom. Right. I had the why. So I was like, right. no, I just found something. So here's how the real estate journey worked. I started buying these condos and this real estate agent told me something really good. She changed my life. I can't remember her name. She was in her 70s back then. So I think she's probably passed by now. And she said to me, look, Maurice, you, you bought that condo. Now you bought, I bought my first investment condo, which was like 90 grand. She was like, don't go out to DC. Cause I told her, I was like, let's go in DC and let's go get something like 300 grand, 400 grand. She's like, don't do that. I said, why? She said, Maurice, instead of going to get the big dodo egg, just get 12 dozen little things and over the years, pay them off. I said, what you mean? She's like, well, if you pay them off and let's say each one is making a thousand bucks after the mortgage is gone, you've created a salary for life. You're, you created a pension, which most people will never have. Yeah. And it's stuck with me. It stuck with me in my mid-20s. So what I did was I would buy a condo, buy a condo, buy a condo. Any cash flow that came from the condo, I would couple it with my paycheck, buy another one, couple it with my paycheck, buy another one. I never used the money. I kept buying them. And then eventually I got up to 35 in 2014. Wow. Sold a bunch of them that had equity, mm -hmm. paid off 18s. And I found myself with 160 grand of passive income at age 38. Wow. And I was like, oh, I holy sh wait a minute i'm i'm technically free yeah i didn't understand it but just to show you that life is not about money i kept working another eight years because i had other goals like it's not money it's it's what can you do with it so i did the condo run then i wanted to grow so i flipped to apartment buildings and i started buying apartment buildings and mobile home parks because i needed to learn i needed to learn something new and then I met my now partners and we formed this company called Quattro Capital in 2020. And we've done about $200 million worth of apartment complexes in the last three years, syndicating them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then that has led to lifestyle related choice. I'm on my third real estate life now where I made a connection and my now partner, and I call him my brother, he's Cypriot. So he lives in Cyprus. He was always a real estate developer. Mm. I went over, invested in that relationship, and now we're developing real estate on the island. Wow. It's just been this amazing, like, and it was all because a 15-year-old kid was like, I want to do that. I want to have that kind of life. Yeah. Well, I'd even say <clears throat> it's because your dad was smart enough to say, let smart. me send you somewhere yeah. where you can get another perspective. Yes. <laughs> and that allowed you, that, that ripple effect of one decision helped you be where you are today. And now you're doing that with your kids. It's, it's, it's my father doesn't i've explained that to him but he doesn't quite understand the level of 
throughput and output of my life because he sent me to that one place. He can't, mm. he can't put his finger on it. Um, but yeah, man, it changed my life. And again, real estate's great, but it's just a tool. Yeah. It's just a, like, you could do other stuff. So I never, when people talk to me like, Oh, real, I want to do real estate. I'm like, why, why, why? It just, I just happened to choose it for the path that I wanted to go down. And now I help other people achieve financial freedom faster than I did. But you know, the journey was about like, I want to be able to do what I want, when I want, how I want. And now, I, now I do like I I'm in DC today. I'll be in Lebanon in three, three or four days. Then I'll be back in Cyprus. And I tell people that I have built a lifestyle. I don't need a vacation from. I, like I, I, I work remotely. Uh, I purposely don't have employees. I don't want any employees. I virtualized all my mail. I can pick up this laptop, grab my cell phone. I'm a great travel hacker. I know how to get across <laughs> the world. I don't know. I built something good, but it was because I wanted a free lifestyle, man. It was not driven by money at all. Let's let's talk about that with your dad and now you as a dad. Yeah. Do your it sounds like your kids are getting it because they're traveling quite a bit, but yeah. What is it that you hope to pass on to your kids that uh, you've received, number one, obviously, but number two, that that will grow them even more than maybe you have grown? Yeah. That's the thing, right? As a fa father, I know I want my son to do better than me. Yeah. So what I tell my kids now is you, you have three responsibilities in life. And I'm not going to get into the whole college debate. I don't think we need college to be successful anymore. If my oh, I agree. <laughs> like my oldest went, my youngest, I was like, dude, if you want to go, go, but dad's not going into debt for it. You're going to go to state school. You're going to, you know, you do what you want, but you have three responsibilities. One, you got to be happy. If you think that life is about getting titles and uh, having a certain balance sheet and things of that nature, you're kidding yourself. That's mm -hmm. not what it is. You got to find a way to be happy and do things that make you happy. That's the first thing. The second thing is you have to make money grow. You have to learn how to make money grow the economic empowerment in the way that we live in the US is a deal breaker, a deal, a game changer. Mm -hmm. If you know how to take a dollar and turn it into three over five years, you, you, you will be okay. Because mm -hmm. this whole system that we're in is designed to take money out of your pocket. There right. are speed cameras and toll cameras and taxes. And you have to learn how to make money grow because you cannot work yourself to financial freedom. It's not possible. Yeah, not you possible. have to invest your way to financial freedom. And then the third thing is uh, you can design your life. So let me give you an example. I just told you my life. It's yeah. Mediterranean. It's employee-free. It's totally remote. It's, I have, I'm minimalistic. I have little footprint. I don't buy a lot of stuff. My 2005 Infinity with 200,000 miles is right outside the house. I could go buy 10 Mercedes. I just don't want them, right? Mm -hmm. My oldest son, when he got out of college, he told me, he's like, dad, I don't want to sit in an office. I said, oh, baby, what do you want to do? Well, I was good at athletics, dad, but, you know, obviously I'm not going to the NFL or anything like that. I said, oh, that's okay. If you feel, and my oldest son is autistic, by the way, but very high function. And he goes, people respect me in the athletic domain because he's incredibly athletic. What you want to do? Bodybuilding. Okay. If the outcome of what you want is bodybuilding, then we're going to reverse engineer that. Let's go, first of all, don't worry about the what, let's worry about the who. I don't know how to bodybuild, but let's go find someone who does. So I hired a former Mr. Olympia competitor to train my kid. Okay, here's the bill for that, Jalen. You have to get a job to cover the bill for that and to cover your living needs. If you can do that, plus add a little bit of money on top of that and buy one 
investment property a year, you'll be done when you're 35, 36, but you're living the lifestyle that you want. Reverse engineer the lifestyle you want. Don't accept the status quo default of what everybody is telling you is success. Right. Which is where people make a mistake, which is yeah. where someone coming out of college is like, Professor Thomas told me Amazon is the best company. So I'm going to go to San Francisco, work for them. Now you're stuck in San Francisco and you never wanted to be there in the first place. Yep. Those three things. Be happy. Learn how to make money grow. Reverse engineer your life. Yes, you can. It's called lifestyle design, which is what I coach people on through Try Life On. Well, I, I want to ask you about that because you deal with so many professionals and entrepreneurs yeah. who you would think for being professionals and entrepreneurs, at least claiming that they, they'd have this down. Before we get to that, though, I wanted to say like that reverse engineering idea is so crucial for people, I think, to understand of we tend to, I'll, I'll, I'll go first place. I think sometimes yeah. I could have found myself just dealing with how life is presenting itself and then dealing with the, that, that and, and acting as if I have no control over it. It's just going to, life's going to happen to me and I'll figure it out. As opposed to, yeah. no, if I want something, I decide what I want and then reverse engineer that, take the steps knowing life will happen. But if I have the plan and if I have the goal and the aim, it's going to make the, getting through that stuff a lot easier. Matter of fact, a lot of times it won't even bother me. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's a problem. If you set the intention, mm -hmm. if you set the intention, they talk about the reticular activating system in our brain all the time. Yeah. If you yeah. set the intention and put your goals on the wall, like I have my goals on the wall all the time, you will consciously do things to get those goals, but you will, your body will unconsciously do shit for you all the time. You don't even realize you're doing it yeah, because you set the intention. You didn't just accept the status quo of what you're supposed to be. Set the intention, reverse engineer, go get the life you want. And that's not about money. That's that's life. like it's we can have the life we want so i'm i'm very particular about that i'm glad you brought that up again i i think that's so powerful so let's talk about some of the entrepreneurs and the professionals yeah. you work with because you know like i said sometimes i i think i might get a little um i don't know if jaded is the right word but you know i've been an entrepreneur for now 20 years mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i've seen all types of different entrepreneurs and it always does surprise me when you find somebody and they either don't have that mindset or they don't have the focus and they're an entrepreneur, but their mindset is still that of a laborer, right? They're working right. in their business continually. Right. Tell me who your who your ideal client is when it comes to like, oh, I want to work with this person because either it's gonna a challenge or it's gonna make it easier. Like what's when you think about your ideal client, who are the ones that just get you excited? Well, it's typically mid-level. Well, you know, the funny thing is college kids are showing up now. For my oh, coaching, interesting. Which is, which is awesome because I'm like, hey, you're in your building phase. You're in the phase of your life where you should be grinding, should be experimenting with a lot of things. Yeah. But the fact that you are thinking about designing your life now, you're way ahead of people, mm -hmm. way ahead. But my ideal client is a mid-professional who's been around for a while, probably 15 years into their career, or even sometimes a more senior professional who... Maybe they make a lot of money, but they still don't have money on a day-to-day -day basis because they've ingratiated themselves to debt and things of that nature. They feel something. There is an inherent gut feeling of something is wrong. I shouldn't be living this way. I am pressing repeat in this rat race and I'm not getting anywhere. The goalpost keeps moving. I was my ideal client because in, 2000, in 1997, when I started <clears throat> in corporate, nothing wrong with corporate. 
there's something wrong with the way we don't the way we leverage it. There's nothing wrong with corporate. But when I started, analyst, consultant, manager, senior manager, and then you're supposed to make partner. When I got to senior manager and got promoted in 2013, so that's 15 years into my career, something hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, I'm not getting more free by climbing the ladder. I'm just getting more responsibility mm. relative to the money. Mm. So when I got asked to go into the partner track four times, I declined it. Because for the extra 50 grand I would have made, that would have added 30, 40 hours of responsibility and yeah. maybe 300, 400 people. So something in my stomach was like, this is not the way that I want to be living, right? So my focus changed. And even though I was doing real estate, I was doing it, but I was getting caught in the rat race, if you will. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. And this is my ideal client. I said to myself, you know, nope, I'm going to focus on the highest paid positions for the least amount of hours. I'm going to store away 50 to 60% of my paychecks because I was a minimalist anyway. I'm going to continue to invest in real estate. I'm going to invest in relationships. I'm going to invest in experiences and I'm going to invest in designing my life. It's just, so I had the forward leaning thought process to do it. And I'm good at just doing and course correcting along the way. My ideal client is looking for a framework on how to do it. And I now have frameworks on how to do it. So I have clients who have left the brick and mortar. They now have virtual jobs. They're buying assets in the background for later. They have moved to Portugal for a new lifestyle. They have taken their kids out of brick and mortar school and are now doing virtual school and the kids are happier. I'm not saying you have to travel, but being mobile in life is what we used to do as kids. That's how we were exploring. Adults don't explore anymore, right? It's the person who has the gut feeling and is like, I don't know what to do. And I'm telling you, I do know what to do. And I get to help them dramatically. Mm. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We got like 75 people who've been through my coaching in a chat group now. So we're all tribe and we support each other and people are changing their lives and giving up in some certain cases, giving up the W2, but in other cases, like leveraging it very different than they used to, et cetera. That's what's happening. Way smart. I love that leveraging the W2 thing. Cause I, 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 years ago, I used to coach in real estate and you get those people that would get on the first call and be like, okay, I want to, I want to quit my job in, in two months and four months or whatever. Oh, no. and like, okay. Well, wait a minute. Like you have a job right now. How much is it paying you? A hundred K a year. Okay. Well, why don't you just let them feel like they're paying you to do this other thing until you build that up? Yeah. I know the commercial will tell you, you can, you know, somebody made one deal and right retired. I get it. But the reality is it's going to take a little bit of time. Let's, let's respect the process and do that. Um, and like how you mentioned your story of going up the corporate ladder mm-hmm. and realizing just more responsibilities. I feel like oftentimes everyone seeks security in some way, right? Yeah, could be, yeah. could be physical, could be mental, whatever. But mm-hmm. the, the more secure in the corporate world that I've found, and I agree with you, I think there's definitely a place for that in mm-hmm. the world and in our economy. Mm-hmm. But the more and more security you seek, where do we where do we put the most secure people in the world? We put them in prison right? Mm-hmm. They're the most secure. They mm-hmm. don't have to make decisions. They're safe. They're not getting out. They're going to get their three meals a day, all that stuff. But I did find it interesting that you mentioned almost like in passing that even though you had found the real estate key, even though mm-hmm. it was giving you this passive income lifestyle, you still found yourself getting caught up in the rat race. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting that it shows me the conditioning. Because check this out. Um, 
I've really thought about this a lot. 20 to 30 years of formal education has told us what to be and how to yes, act. Yes, yes. Okay, so check this out. When we were in kindergarten and grade school, we throw paint, eat glue, like we were creative, we were exploring. We weren't, we, we, we were unstructured, but structured, all right? That's freedom. Now, then we move into middle school, junior high, and it starts to be compliance. Sit, Johnny, sit forward. I'm going to send a note home to your mama and all that type of stuff. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Then we get into high school and college, and it's all competition. It's all competition. Mm. It is who's going to make the AP classes, who's going to be the valedictorian, who's going to be the MVP, who's going to be the prom king, the prom king, who's going to get to the Ivy League school. Right. It translates into the work world. Yep. Who's going to be the partner? Who's going to be the executive VP? So what that creates is a blind focus on competition. Yep. And we miss everything out here. We miss life because we're just competing because we were trained to compete. So the people who have that gut feeling underneath are starting to feel that like, man, I'm executing this thing, but I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just getting more debt. I'm buying more toys. It's real. It's very real. And it's conditioned. You're right. It's that competition mindset. Yeah. So when you meet with a professional yeah. entrepreneur yeah. and you're talking with them and you're analyzing their willingness, their yeah. drive, their passion, yeah. what have you found? If you can name one attribute yeah. that, that really contributes to true lasting change, what is it? And then before you answer that, What's the opposite of that too? What's the number one killer of that progress or change? Let me go with the opposite first. Okay. And what most adults are devoid of, okay? Adults have forgotten how to dream. Oof. Do you know why kids love athletes? Kids love athletes because they see someone who's achieved a dream. There is not one professional athlete who's playing professional sports because they're just trying, because I just wanted to. Yeah. They it woke was, up on a Monday and said, well, right. okay. it was their dream. So when I start, uh, when I start with an entrepreneur or a professional or whatever on lifestyle design coaching and stuff for Try Life On, the first thing we do is the, is the dream day exercise. Mm. What is your perfect day? Where do you want to be? How do you want it to feel? The breeze is coming off the Mediterranean Sea through my sheer window. The coffee maker comes up at seven o'clock. I make enough money so I can have a nanny help support me during the day. I'm an entrepreneur. I go to my favorite coffee shop three miles away. I walk. I do three business deals with three investors. Then I go hang out with my man Dino for a glass of wine. F it. We have a bottle of wine because we are really connecting as humans. Then I go back home to the... When, When I get adults to try to write down their perfect day, inevitably, they write down a responsible day. Oh, wow. Because they forgot how to conditioning. dream. It's yeah. total conditioning. So yep. um, someone that pops in my head is Corey. Corey wrote down his perfect day. And I was like, there's nothing in here that you can't do now. So dream, start dreaming. And I get them to dream. And eventually he got to the point where he wanted to be all over the world. He wanted to be a voiceover actor because he had this beautiful voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't that come out before? He's like, I don't know. And he started crying. Oh. This is a grown-ass, strong man, which are even stronger if you can let your emotions out like that. You know what Corey does now? We found a who, and he's now doing voiceover work as part of his life. 
Wow. It's crazy what we've allowed to happen, but it's not people's fault. And sorry, back to your original point. Your original point was, yo, Mo, but you were doing all this real estate stuff. You had a notion of freedom, but you still allowed yourself to go into the rat race. Here's why. I didn't allow myself to go back into the rat race or to get stuck. What was around me, it yes. was around me. So you start to merge into that. Now, this is why people come to me for coaching because I'm unapologetic about this shit. They're not going to get status quo from me. Mm. I'm not interested in status quo. It's a default language. But I was in that corporate environment where my brain and my thoughts were only as expansive as the four walls that were around me. Mm. And it's very hard to break that. So I don't yeah. blame people. I don't blame people. So it happened to me. And I had that epiphany moment in 2013. I'm like, oh, hell no. This is not the way my life is going to. Go. Like you had that matrix moment, right? You took the, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm seeing what it I, is. I did. And, it, you know, it has evolved this way. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for it, man. I'm, and, and that's why I like the coaching stuff. Because when I went on that journey, it was a 17, 18 year journey on my own. It was very lonely from time to time. Uh, and I want to help people break the system. So I just decided to start coaching people on it. And it's been awesome. So I take from that, the number one attribute is to be able to dream. Yes. Sorry. We were talking about one number one attribute is to be able to dream. Uh, well, the negative one is that you, people don't know how to dream. Right. Right. And then the other attribute that you, you really want is that your belief system starts to shift, that you can allow your belief system to rewire. If I get a sense that the person that I'm working with will give me an opportunity to help them rewire how they view the world, oh, let's go to town. Yeah. Let's go to town. Because we can make extraordinary ordinary at any time. Mm -hmm. We can. We can make the world smaller through travel hacking. Sure. The purpose of travel is not to go see stuff. The purpose of travel is to make the world smaller and to build relationships and have experiences. Mm -hmm. If I can get a sense that someone can be open to rewiring pathways like that, but let's, let's go for it. Yeah, Love I'm it. on it. Yeah. Love it. And that is one of the interesting things about us as humans, right? We have not only the conditioning that's around us, the environment we put ourselves in, but that mental blueprint, the wiring and the belief of that wiring. So many, I mean, I have family members who are stuck in the belief of that wiring that that's just how it is and you can't rewire. And that's and the biggest blocker, do you know? You just hit on it. It's such a blocker. F uh, family, peers, mm. neighbors, coworkers who are still in that, let's say, status quo mentality. And I don't blame them. I don't, right. I don't, right. I don't, but once you recognize it, that's why your social circles will start to change. That's why you don't go to Auntie Laura's house anymore because she's always kind of bringing stuff down and you want to be up here in the stratosphere. She's yep. always pecking with the chickens talking about, no, we can't do this because of this. Yep. It's tough, so man. It's, it's tough. It's tough, but well, you know, we can change. You, well, you focus so much on the values and attributes and helping people actually change or <clears throat> transform. Yeah. I'll even say upgrade their values for themselves. What's possible in the world. Yeah. And what's your, What's that moment for you feel like? And I know it's kind of like describing the taste of a banana. It's pretty hard to do, but yeah. that moment when you see a client get it and oh, man. Break, what is that for you? 
I have cried, I have cried several times with my clients. Mm. And just even saying that I can feel tears welling up in the back of my eyeballs because like Ro- Romeo is a client of mine, him and his family just left Austin. He's selling his business. He, he's a CPA. He's selling his bookkeeping business because he wants to focus on, he's going to focus on being a fractional CFO. So he has more time freedom. So he can spend more time with his wife supporting her business and for the family to be mobile. And I was on a call with him maybe two weeks ago and he was in Jamaica where they, they are quote unquote trying life. I tell people you can practice life all the time. He's like, I don't know how to live in Jamaica. I was like, I don't know how to live in Lebanon. I'm going to go practice it. So they are practicing life in Jamaica right now. And he, he was on a call with me and he goes, I could see it in his face. He's like, I didn't know life could feel this way. Yeah. Man, I'm a street cop, federal agent. I've been to bad places in the Mideast. I've had bullets shot at me. I'm not afraid of nothing. I would be the manliest of manly men. And I'll tell you, he said that and I just cracked. Sure. I loved it because that's what life should feel like for people. 100%. I've, I've seen that moment happen a bunch of times with people, man. Even for myself, that's why I'm getting emotional because we should feel like that you know um but yeah that's my joy when i sense the click and i'm like he said it he said maurice i can't unsee what i've seen i can't go back yeah it is that matrix yeah it is yeah. well geez well i can't unhear what i've heard over <laughs> 40 minutes my man and uh man i really appreciate the amazing insights you've given us and i can't believe how quickly our time has gone yeah. But before we wrap things up, as we yeah, do every episode, I have four questions for you mm-hmm. that are rapid fire. First thing that comes to your mind, are you willing to play? Yeah. And you're good. We're good with the time. Don't worry. I sent a, awesome. I sent a note, but yeah, go awesome. ahead. What is the highest and greatest responsibility you have on this earth? To help people. Man, I, the more I help people, the more this world and the universe gives me. Mm. people are like why would you at 33 years old try and give up 80 percent of your salary to go be a street cop although i ended up not leaving my 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 corporate employment and i said because when i was a federal agent in the military i was helping people and when i came back from being active duty just sitting in the corporate office trying to make a company money didn't feel good to me so being a street cop was my way of giving back to local community in a unique way by someone who people never realized how diverse I was in experience and life. Blue collar, white collar, no collar, speak four languages, eight figure net worth, but I'm out there patrolling. I just like giving back to people because if a community loves you, that means you have done something good for them. Yeah. And I like feeling loved by communities and the way that I can make that happen is by constantly finding ways to help people. That's awesome. What do you want as the ultimate outcome for your life? Yeah, I I got this answer down pat. I want when I die that a a lot of people are really bothered. That's my goal. I want when I die that a lot of people are really bothered by it. Wow. What that means, Dino, is exactly what I just said. That means I must have done really, really good stuff for them. I mean, I retired from being a street cop almost two years ago now, and I still have shop owners that call me and won't call the station. Mm. Okay. 
when I, where I live in Cyprus, um, the, the, the island of Cyprus is split. Since there was war in 1974 and there was a split between the traditional Greek Cypriots and Turkish Cypriots. So the island is split, there's a land border. It, no one really knows about it, but there's an initiative there called Winds of Change where to facilitate dialogue, this former Olympian is bringing all these people together for all these courses and stuff. And then they're gonna sail around the island Greek and Turkish Cypriots together, which has never been done. So when I found out about the initiative, I'm on the island, I wanna be a meaningful part of the community. So I'm financially backing a second boat so more people can be a part of it. Wow. I want people to be bothered Love that idea. When, I, when I punch out. Not like crying, no, just no. He, he was a good dude. Yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. That, that's that, my goal in life. That your dent in the universe will be felt. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Wow. Next question. What do you consider true leadership to be? Man, I can go at this a bunch of different ways because of all the roles that I've had in my life. But I would have to say making things easier for the person coming up behind you. Man, so many people have put their hand down the ladder for me. Shame on me if I don't put my hand down the ladder for other people. True. Right. So true. So I did I did that for the agents when I was special agent in charge of a bunch of field offices. I would always look out for them. Real estate investors. Oh, here's a good example. Um, I can sponsor people to buy large apartment complexes because I have the net worth, liquidity, and experience to do so. People that I sense are superstars, I will go out of my way to sponsor them because they'll go out of their way to take care of somebody else after. That's right. That ripple effect. You just make it, you just man just just do good by people and make the path easier for them they just need a little bit of push and depending on your domain you might be the impetus that pushes them you know so that's to me a, a good leader right there is just helping people come up love that all right well you mentioned a moment ago that uh, there will be a day because we all face it where we will be on our final day on this earth yeah so my question for you is between now and dead what experience do you hope to have or want to have before that final day? Brother, you trying to make me cry live on your show, man? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I, have, um, I have two boys. Mm. I do not have a daughter. I never had a sister. So what I have right now, because of all the hard work that I put in over the last 25, 26 years, is I have financial resources and I have time, which means I'm willing to give new kids a shot. Mm. When I went and volunteered at a um, retirement home and it's funny, it happened to be a retirement home that I used to patrol. <laughs> like they would call for calls and stuff like that. But I got this great idea to go retire, uh, volunteer at a retirement home and ask people who were there, just getting the conversations like regrets. Like tell me, because they are where you and I are headed. Sure. Man, yeah. they, they never talked about their money. They never talked about the title at work. They talked about the things they didn't do, the places they didn't see, the person they never asked to marry or the daughter they never had. I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens, right? I talked to the missus about it and stuff. And if, if it's in God's will, then so be it. But if it's not, that's okay. But man, I would be remiss if I don't try to create something and there's no greater honor than being a parent and mm -hmm. i think there's also no greater honor of a father 
than walking his baby girl down the aisle. Mm. And I would like that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's come up quite a bit, actually, the the experience for that question, the experience of uh, our children, the experience yeah. of doing something with them. Uh, the very first episode we had of Own Your Role podcast, a gentleman said to be at my grandkids' wedding and Oof. be able to enjoy it. It's like, dang. But we get to that point. I'm 48. I'll be 48 next week. We, yeah. You get to that point of realization. It's not a midlife crisis. I'm kind of understanding what the generation before me was going through. Yeah. It's not a midlife crisis. It's just, just your value system shifts. Completely. I'm not trying to make another $30 million. If I make money out of consequence of doing good for people, then great. Right. What I do want, though, is my values around family and life and experience and happiness have totally shifted. And I want to squeeze the juice for all of it, all of it. And that's mm. the biggest, that's the biggest thing for me as a potential daughter. What an amazing takeaway, squeezing <laughs> the life out of as much juice as possible. And you can't do that unless you're going to try it on. You, you got to try it on. You got to have intentionality around it. Set, set the intention and go the F after it. Please, we got this one life. Wow, Maurice, uh, what a joy and privilege it's been to have this conversation with you. I've been edified. I know people listening have been too. And, you know, just the, whether it be the commonalities, whether it be the new ahas, I hope more and more people see this time that they spent with us as a memory dividend, right? To be able to connect with uh, you in this way. How can people reach out to you and connect with you? What's the best? Oh, yeah. Try Life On is my brand, if you will. So just go to trylifeon.com. It has my story. If I can help you out in any way, great. But that's for lifestyle design coaching and some other stuff. My real estate firm is called Quattro Capital. I'm extremely proud of it. The website is The Quattro Way, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-W-A-Y, thequattroway.com. We syndicate apartment complexes. I have doctors, nurses, cops, firefighters, a ton of people who've invested with us. If you're interested in passively investing in big apartment complexes, you can come there. But forget all that. Forget all the business stuff. Mm. Come check me out on LinkedIn because I talk about this stuff all the time. I, I don't crap on corporate. What I crap on is people's lack of knowledge and ability to leverage it to have the best life possible, yeah. whether corporate or government or whatever you do. But I t- I'm very active on LinkedIn. And then I demonstrate all the stuff that we're talking about here. I demonstrate it visually on Instagram. So if I'm rolling out to Lebanon next week or if I'm doing my business, if I'm kicking it with Dino or whatever, I want to show people, yeah, I'm 48. Yep. But I'm living mm-hmm. and you can too. No, don't follow me. And don't, it's not the social media stuff. No, 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 no. Right. It is. You do not have to accept status quo. People know me now for that. And I like to visually express it like, man, he's in Lebanon today. Oh, he's in Cyprus today. No, he's running Quattro Capitals. No, he's speaking on the stage today. No, he flew back from Lebanon on a Friday because his 10-year-old said, dad, I don't want you to miss my swim meet tomorrow. That's the deal I have with my 10-year-old. If I'm away and you really want dad back, just tell me. I will get on the plane in the next 24 hours. So in 24 hours, I showed up and I've been, been with my son for the last two weeks. And I'll, I'll take off and I'll come back again. But I show it on Instagram. So they can find me Instagram and LinkedIn, just Maurice Villaging. Awesome. Please, 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 everybody follow and learn and continue this conversation that we started here just uh, 40 minutes ago. 
Thank you, Maurice, for your time. Thank you for sharing with us. And thank you, everybody listening in on the show. You know, as we always say, our goal here is to help you magnify your purpose to ignite your passion. And that's that's what it's all about. And I think that we've all been served here. We've all been helped and uh, made better by hearing Maurice's passion. He's obviously living his purpose and he shares that with so many other people. So thank you for listening to this episode of the show. And remember, as always, please subscribe and share this with your friends and colleagues. And we will see you on the next episode of Own Your Role podcast. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Own Your Role podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're alerted for every new episode we release. And don't forget to write us a review and let us know how we're doing. You can also follow me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all the social medias. Just search at Dino Watt. And if you'd like me to come and help your team or audience learn to own their role in person, make sure you go to DinoWatt.com for more details. I'll see you on the next episode.